0: Ephesians chapter 4 beginning with verse 8 talking about Jesus Christ the risen one he says when he ascended on high he took captivity captive glory to God the Bible says he took every demonic under our feet but I, I, I want you to watch Paul Paul goes to download that statement he says this is what it exactly means he says when he ascended on high he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men some who are not excited but let me tell you until you discover that some men are not just men but special listen If your neighbor is not as excited as us, turn to them, ask them, are you a spy? (laughs) Somebody said, hallelujah! I'm telling you, this changed my life. It changed my life. It changed the way I receive God's gifts. He says, the one who ascended, when he sat in glory, the risen Christ, he gave gifts to men. He gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. We want to thank God for the special gift of this house. Now, some, listen, some people, some people are so caught up in religion that they don't, Understand this kind of talk, they are like, uh-uh, We are all equal. Come on, we are. Listen, <laughs> listen uh- <laughs> at the cross. Listen, at the cross, the ground is level. We are all saved by nothing but the blood and. By grace, we've been declared righteous. I understand that. But when it comes to gifts and ministries, the level is not, the, the ground is not level. Let me give you one more scripture and I'll make you sit down. By the way, I've not yet started preaching. I'm just saying hi to you. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Paul the apostle. Talking about his own ministry and put this in New Living Translation. Get out of KJV. Put it in New Living Translation, verse 16. Okay? 15, 16. Paul talking about his ministry to the Gentiles. Himself, he says, I am a special. Now, if you can be offended, about me talking about Apostle Grace as a special gift. How about him coming here to assure you that he's a special gift? Paul says, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus. To you Gentiles, I bring you the good news so that I may present you as an unacceptable offering to God. Before we sit down, I want every believer, every funeral member here who thanks God for the gift of heaven that he sent to our generation, Apostle Grace. Listen, I know we are live. We are live on social media. Those of you who are watching us on Facebook or you will watch this later, share this so that you can make every religious devil mad. Listen. Listen. In honor of the man of God, I want us to lift our hands. You, pastors and leaders, Zach, you're near him touch him. my wife, touched that gift. Let's thank God for Apostle Grace, let's thank God for the Father of the house, Father. Thank you that Christ Jesus, when you rose and sacked. On the right hand of God The Bible says You've given gifts to men We thank you for the special gift Of this house We love him, we honor him We shall bless him We will pray for him Thank you Father Thank you Father For Apostle Grace For the pastors of this church We love them We bless them In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I'll never forget. I was in Phoenix, Arizona and I was watching a documentary on a non-Christian television. I don't know whether it was CBS or ABC, some American channel. And they were interviewing a businessman that most of you know. You've read his books, Robert Kiyosaki. I, I don't think Robert Kiyosaki, you would put him in the, in, the, in the rank of the most spiritual guys. No. But they were interviewing him. I was flipping through the channels, and I said, oh, Robert Kiyosaki, let me listen. They were interviewing him, and they asked him a question. Robert, you've been a successful, you are a successful businessman. Tell us some of the Tips. That make you successful. An unspiri- well, I don't know his spirituality, but I don't consider him a deeply spiritual man. He says, let me tell you friends, all of you that are watching me on television, Robert Kiyosaki. He says, three things, three people in your life. If you have them, you're guaranteed to succeed. Number one, typical American. He says, number one, you, go- you need a good attorney in your life. A good lawyer. Americans fear to be sued. Everyone is trying to sue somebody. He says you need a good attorney to protect you from the American law. Number two, he said you need a good CPA, a good accountant. Americans fear IRS more than they fear God. IRS is their revenue authority. He says you need a good accountant to keep your books clean so that IRS will never touch you. He says number three, You need a good priest, rabbi or pastor. Listen. Even a man a man who is not deeply spiritual. He knows in order to succeed in life God needs to send you a gift in the form of an apostle or pastor. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And be seated in the presence of God. How are you this afternoon? Man, you're blessed to be here. I've always longed to come and be here on a Sunday service. The words that Apostle Grace just told you about us, me and my wife, we feel equally blessed. To know this great man of God. This gift that came from heaven. I want to download something in your spirit. You know, every... (laughs) Seriously. I want to download something in your spirit. Spiritually, you will call it impartation. And a sensible preacher of the gospel knows... When Paul was longing to go to Rome, he says in Romans chapter 1 that he longed to go to Rome and do two things. Who knows them? Number one, he says, I long to come to you who are in Rome that I may also do what? Preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. Why? Paul believed so much in the words that came out of his mouth. He believed that his gospel was empowered to change and transform lives. Thank God for all preachers that are preaching the gospel. But number two, verse 11, he says, apart from preaching, I also long to come that I may impart a spiritual gift in your spirit. In common day language, we call that downloading a spiritual gift. And that's what I want to do. Amen. I want to talk to you, ladies and gentlemen, about the life of God that we've received, the spiritual life. So many people cannot switch, which is a very dangerous thing even in the first place to think about, to continue living the Christian life as a carnal man. You're not a carnal man. 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, one of the most powerful scriptures in the New Testament Chapter 5, beginning with verse 16, Paul says, No, 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 no. Now we switch from New Living, if you can put New King James. New King James. New King James. He says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no man according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know him thus no longer. Powerful words, why? 17, he says, therefore, why do we regard no man? Those of us, those of you that are born again, why do we no longer look at each other in a fleshly way? And and, and I'm telling you, once you make this switch in your spirit, you will enjoy this blessing of the Christian life. Because, as you know, that every blessing that we have in Christ Jesus, that is ours. We have it. We access it in the spiritual realm. Ephesians one three. Don't move from new, 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 don't don't move from Second Corinthians. Ephesians one three. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already done what? Blessed us. Somebody say, "I am blessed." I am blessed. One of the things the modern day church needs to do is learn basic tenses. When you decide to shout, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If the church learnt basic tenses that we learned in, in P4, I'm telling you, the church will be on a different level. The church does not differentiate between past, present, and future. When the Bible says, God in Christ Jesus has already blessed us, even my 11-year-old daughter will tell you, Hallelujah. Somebody said, I, I am blessed. And no one can curse what God has blessed. Paul says, therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are. Come on. If you believe those lines, you will walk with your chin high. You will walk like you own the city of Kampala. Why? All all things gone. All things new. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you live life out of the newness of the spirit of God. The Zoe kind of life that has been deposited in your spirit. Amen. You don't live according to the way you feel, what you think. No. No. What does the spirit of the Lord say? What is the Lord saying? Hallelujah. I mean, think about, I could give you, but I need to save you. (laughs) I could make you sit here for the next four hours just giving you examples, great examples of people, men and women, that lived successfully. Of course, the greatest, if you've ever heard me preach, I don't know whether I can preach a 20-minute sermon and not quote the greatest apostle. Apostle Paul. Who transcended the known world. Preaching the glorious gospel. That what made him special. Paul understood. That when Christ died. The old man died. And that when he received Christ Jesus. Come on. You could not take Paul to the old mindset. The way people think. The way people feel. No new creation. Actually, the first time I read Galatians 2.20, I had to scratch my head. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. I'm like, Paul, relax. (laughs) I'm telling you, I read that and I said, come on. Number one, you were not even there when Christ was being crucified. If Peter said this, although he had already denied Jesus, I mean, I, I might believe. But Paul, To say I was there and I have been crucified with Christ. Paul says it is no longer I that live. But Christ lives in me. I wish Christians would believe the Bible. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. And the life which I live in the flesh. That I live in the flesh. I live it by Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Listen, child of God, if you've never, and I I know, I'm preaching to the choir. Fanero. Like I told you, you have a gift from heaven. I mean, there are many things I love about Apostle Grace. I tell people, people know that. But let me tell you, and I'm not saying this because he's here and you are here. I'm not looking for your votes, okay? Please. (laughs) There are very few men, I can't think actually of probably in a, in, in this land that splits mysteries, depth of revelation. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm telling you, that's that's an anointing that comes from heaven. You hear modern-day preachers, they are storytellers. I tell you what Uganda Abamu full of koja. I mean, listen, we have received the mysteries of heaven. And that's what we give to the world. I guarantee you, I don't know, Apostle, you're going to be in Bujumbura. Bujumbura will be shaken. I just came back from Chigali. I have been to Chigali many times to do crusades. This time I went for the pastors. You should have been there. I mean, if you know a little bit about And one of my friends told me, he says, Gerard, come on. Don't think you're going to make that Rwandese scream like you make the Ugandans. The Rwandese are gentlemen. (laughs) They are like the Germans. eh? (laughs) I'll not tell you a story how I went to Germany to preach in 1995. Young preacher, and I'm all fired up. And the Germans are just looking at me like this. But anyway, our last weekend we are in Chigali preaching to pastors dignified, and they told me, "You will not receive a single man." Man, I began to unpack mysteries. I began to unpack the gospel. Everyone stood up; they were on their feet. Hallelujah! This thing works. This thing works. And you know, Apostle Grace is teaching your generation, our generation, the power of the word. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I live now in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. Amen half of the new testament more than half the new testament written by one genius spiritual genius and in philippians he gives you his secret he says my friend i was this i was that but everything i was he says i counted it a loss for the excellence somebody say excellence for the excellence of the knowledge of the man jesus and he became a wonder to his generation Lift your right hand. Say, Father. Father. Come on, say like you ate breakfast. Oh, we are fasting. (laughs) Oh, I had forgotten. Say like you are still alive. Say, Father. Father. I am a wonder. wonder. To my generation. What affects others. Will not touch me. Because the life I live now. I live the God kind of life. The spirit life, I live it by faith in the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who died for me and gave himself up for me. Give him praise in the house of the Lord. Like I said, I could give you 20 examples of spiritually, deeply spiritual men who made an impact on their generation because they chose not to live as carnal men, but as spiritual beings. By the way, let me give you the best of the best example. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we talk about Jesus Christ, many people get confused. They say, yeah, after all, he was God. Absolutely. But let me tell you, you need to correct your theology if you think Jesus was just God. No. Jesus was a perfect man. He was born as one of us. Lived as one of us. Why? Number one, for him to become our substitute on that cross. He had to be exactly like one of us. Otherwise, the principle of the Kingsman redeemer could not be applied. And it had to be applied for him to die as the worst of sinners. That there will be that divine special exchange for us to receive his righteousness. Amen. So for Christ Jesus to take our position, what do you think he did for 30 years of his life? Of course, go with me to Luke. Luke chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 1 talks about the genealogy of Jesus. Amen. Then chapter 2 is all about the birth of Jesus. You don't hear of the man again until in chapter four. Now, especially the Muslims, I'm told they have uh, something hidden there about Isa Jesus when he was a young man. He did some miracles. That one day he got dust from the bird and made it to fly. I don't know if you've heard stories like that. I don't believe them. I want to stick with the Bible. The Bible says, I believe he just lived in, with Joseph, his uh, athletic guardian father, served in the carpentry shop until, somebody say until. until, until chapter 4. This is how chapter 4 begins of Luke. Chapter 4 of the Gospel of Luke. This is how it begins. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, I tell people, if you think you can live this Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit, when the Son of God himself needed to be filled and operate from that position of a spirit-filled man, yes, he was the Son of God, no doubt about that. But as a man, listen, As a man, the Bible says, Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led again. Led by what? (laughs) By the Spirit. Now, come on, I love this. You would think, come on, he's God. Let him just lead himself. Somebody touch your head. Say, Father, from today, I want to move and walk by your Spirit. Let me tell you, you will see more success than all the PhDs of secular universities can give you. If you decide to clap, clap to the Lord. I mean, like I told you, Fanero, we love you guys. You are amazing. Amazing. The first time my wife came, I think it was last year. No, 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 no. A year before, when she came for the anniversary, I wasn't here. Apostle had invited me. I'm always somewhere on the mission field. So that day, I think I was in Bundibujo. I, I told Apostle, my dear wife will come to represent me. The other year, not 2018, 2017, my wife came for the anniversary. And when she came back, she says, Haha, I won't tell you our romantic name that we use at home. <laughs> Some people choose honey. Some sweetheart, Uh -uh, ours is is different. If honey works for you, she calls me sweet boss. Somebody, somebody. She says, sweet boss, you need to go to Fanero. I said, what? I said. I said, I need to go here He says, no. She says, I got there early. I don't know who that day was leading. He says, man, I mean, the crowd was packed. Somebody, she told me, one of the pastors, picked a mic, led people in tongues for more than one hour. (laughs) Tongues! We have modern-day charismatic Pentecostal so-called balokoli who, who shy away from tongues. They say, "You know, no, 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 Apostle, let's pray tongues in the no, right here." Shanda why are tongues important? Why are tongues important? Paul the Apostle in First Corinthians he begins. With verse 12. By the way, there are not so many things that Paul the Apostle gave prime time. Okay? You you read his his epistles. He wrote about things. Some he would just give them two one-liners. Okay? But when he came, number one, to giving. Okay? Powerful. To giving. He spent two chapters. Second Corinthians 8 and 9. What is he talking about? Giving, sowing, and reaping. Okay? The other, so he gave that really prime time. The other thing he gave prime time are spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues, and operating in the spirit. First Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 14. How does he begin? He says, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual things. I don't want you to be ignorant. About speaking in tongues and operating in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, how does he conclude chapter fourteen? He says, "Honestly, with a passion, desire, spiritual gifts." I wish I was in Lagos, Nigeria. They do it better. They call them spiritual gifts. Somebody says, spiritual. "Spiritual, spiritual gifts." will help you operate outside of this realm how can you let me tell you ugandan i don't know if we have any but ugandan church planter researchers will scratch their heads forever to find out to find out the equation or the trick fanero uses to grow a ministry you will never find it in the bible school never. What you are saying is a spiritual thing. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Fanero is a wonder to our generation. Why? Your leaders choose not to operate out of this realm, but out of the realm of the... Luke chapter 4. The Bible says Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Returned from Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit again into the wilderness. He was tempted for 40 days. You know the story. Now, those people who think Jesus was only God, let me ask you a no-brainer question. When the devil tempted Jesus, was he tempting God? Jesus, no. No, the devil can't even get a 100 miles close to God. No. He was talking to the man, the man God, Jesus. You have to understand that. That Jesus operated on the earth as a full man. What made Jesus very unique? Follow. Chapter 4, drop down because of time. Drop down to verse 14. He's out of the wilderness. Then Jesus returned in the the power of the flesh. (laughs) Jesus returned in what? Come on, say like you believe it. Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. They know him. They know him. Ah. Oh, you Mutabaniwa, son of Joseph, we know. Come on. Let me tell you, when, when a man switches positions, when a man switches levels, don't ever think you know him. Hallelujah. There may be some of you here, wonderful people. You grew up with Apostle Grace. Maybe you know Pastor Ronnie. Let me tell you, the Apostle... The grace Lubega, you know that you went to secondary school with is not the man of God seated here. Levels changed in the spirit. And Jesus had to assure them. So he came from Galilee to Nazareth, where he was brought up. They handed him the book of prophet Isaiah. He opened it, read these powerful words out of Isaiah. He says, The Spirit. Of the Lord is upon me. Hallelujah. Child of God, if you don't, especially those of us who have been called to preach. Let me tell you, when I discovered this, as I told you, it changed my life. Why do you think I leave my four beautiful kids home? Okay? And the youngest, Jewel, she's just 11. She says, Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to Rwanda. Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to Chivale. Daddy, where are you going? I'm going to the villages, the cities, the nations. Why? Because I believe without a doubt that Gerard Mwebe, I am not just a canoman man going to tell stories. No, I carry a heavenly gift. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like the apostle Peter and John, silver and gold is not what I have, but what I have I give to my generation. Lift your hands and say, Father, thank you for the deposit of heaven that I carry. How many of you believe that, that you carry something? You do. Paul told them in Rome, he says, you Gentiles, I am a special gift sent from heaven to you. It will change your ministry. I learned this from T.L. Osborne. I had one of the, I mean, great man of God, T.L. Osborne. He says every time he would get on the plane, he came here 19. By the way, I always tell, I just told the preachers in Kakumido. Some of you are young, you don't know. 84. This was a bush. This, from here all the way to, I mean, this entire Lugogo thing. eh? Just a bush. Women being raped here, people being killed. God sent a gift from heaven, 1984. Uganda is in the middle of a civil war. People used to say, ah, ah, bah, Faido Uganda But then, a man from Tulsa, Oklahoma with his tiny wife, Daisy, they said, we are going to Uganda. Fellow Americans told them, are you crazy? Who goes to Uganda? Eighty-four. They think Idi Amin is still alive. He says, Idamin will eat you alive. He says, no. I have a word from God. T.L. Osborne came as a young boy. I came to his crusade. Walked all the way from Kira Road, where we used to live. I came. Young man stood there. I had never heard. Because I grew up as a Catholic. As a Catholic, they teach you when you're in church, keep quiet. <laughs> Be quiet. Number two, our Catholic priests are very unique. They dress like women. I mean, in there <laughs> all humble. Then I go to Lugogo. I find this preacher who stood up and said, God sent me to Uganda. And I'm like, who told you? He heard from God. Then he says, listen, today you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. He says, after I preach this gospel, Uganda will never be the same again. He says, God is going to raise up preachers out of Uganda. He will take Ugandans as internet Listen, dreams. He will take Ugandan, listen. Pastors. Karasokoble. Listen, receive an impartation in your spirit, man. Receive an impartation right now. Hallelujah. He says, God is doing a new thing in Uganda. I have pastor friends. Some of them are still alive. When I was in, when I was in Rwanda, actually, Chigali, you can go to my Facebook page. There is an interview there. You just go to Pastor Gerard. A man put up his hand in Chigali. He says, Pastor Gerard, I was there. For you, you were young. The man in Chigali, the pastor. He told me for me I was old. I was there on that crusade. Everything you're saying is right. T.L. Osborne said, the pastors who organized for T.L. Osborne, Apostle Grace, if you look at their pictures, I was told some of the, and, and you know, even T.L. Osborne, I remember he was preaching in London and he was saying, man, when I went to Uganda, I was amazed. He says, Ugandans carry themselves with pride. They dress nicely in their Gomeses, women. Men always want to be in jackets. But he says... He says, I never seen anything like that. He says, pastors came dressed. Come on. Jackets that looked like a goat had eaten it last night. Eh? But they, they carried themselves with dignity. Okay. <laughs> they, so they came. He says, he had never seen anything like that. A pastor dressed nicely in a tie with a jacket, no shoes. You're laughing. The senior, the, the ones who were the big dogs of Kampala, eh? they had a tight slippers in their shoes. Look at what God has done in the country. <laughs> and let me tell you, it is just starting. Your generation is going to take this thing to another level. Another level. Somebody said there are levels in the spirit. Say like you believe it. they are levels in the spirit. And today I stand as a man of God. Fanero. Get ready. 2019. This ministry. Takes another level. I'm telling you. This morning, as I was praying, the Lord brought back a picture. I had totally forgotten. Apostle Grace probably doesn't remember. About four, five, I don't, maybe four years ago. You, many of you remember when Fanero was still at uh, that cinema hall. What's the name? La Bonita. When Fanero had launched at La Bonita, we thought God had visited the nation, as you know. <laughs> Absolutely, amazing! that hole just packed out. Apostle Grace, we were having lunch on Acacia Avenue. We were talking about where God was taking this ministry, what God was doing in the country. i never forget, the Lord brought that picture to me this morning. Apostle Grace stands to me, he says, Muzumba, this thing is about to flip. <laughs> that word still stands, because I know the word flip, but I had never heard anyone, Use the word flip in a spiritual context. I'm telling you. So I'm confused. Apostle, I don't know if you remember. I turned to him. Num <laughs> Flip. What are you talking? watch. He says, watch. We are going to make all venues small. That's what he said. He says, What I mean by flipping, he says, Musumba, this thing is going to flip. We are going to organize meetings, preach the gospel, tell people about the true message of God's grace, and there will be no venue that will flip. Have we seen that? Uh-uh. Have you seen that? Tell your neighbor, get ready. There is another flip coming. This thing is about to flip again. I'm not just talking about Fanero the ministry. I'm talking about you. Your life is about to flip. Your ministry is about to flip. I see more people getting married in Fanero in 2019. More than you've ever known. Somebody say flip. When the banker manager calls you and says, Hello, can we go for coffee? You know that your finances are flipped. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody right now. Some of you may not hear me in the spirit. Just like I looked at Apostle Grace and I asked them, What do you want to do? Your life is about to flip in Jesus' mighty name. If you receive it, put both your hands up. Say, Father, I receive. I receive the flipping in the spirit. What you've done once, you can do again. If you believe in God, hallelujah. Jesus. He came out. The Bible says, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. He has sent me to preach recovery of sight to the blind. And by the way, all of you, Maybe you're visiting us here for the first time. All of you seeker sensitive friends. I don't know if you know about the seeker sensitive. There is a sicker, the movement, they call themselves seeker sensitive. They are allergic to this kind of thing. But let me tell you what is happening. It is the spirit of the Lord. When you come to a spirit-filled like, church like this, it's like the church of Peter in Acts. Have you read about Peter in Acts? Hey! Sapphira and Ananias, miracles and stuff is happening. <laughs> Imagine going to Peter's church and the ushers are carrying out a man. What's up? He has died. Who killed him? The pastor. <laughs> Somebody say miracles. We have to finish. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Send me to heal broken hearts. To proclaim liberty to captives. Recover of sight to the blind. Set at liberty those who are oppressed by the devil. And to proclaim. The year. The acceptable year. Of jubilee. Now. As they say. That is how Jesus introduced. His ministry. And that's how he was introduced. To his generation. All four books. Matthew. Mark. Luke and John record of the amazing life and ministry of the God man Jesus. They write about him. He says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The man. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Spirit and word and power every child of God, you need to get out of yourself. I, let me tell you, in a thousand years, there is no way I could be doing what I'm doing. I do it with confidence knowing I am not alone. <laughs> From today, you're going to do amazing things, not in your own power, for it is not by power, it is not by might, but by the Spirit. Of the living God. As they say, look at the ministry of Jesus. The rest is history. The man changed the world. Why? He was anointed. Amen. He was. Now, you hear this kind of language and say, yeah, anointing is for apostles, pastors. No, 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 no. There is no Christian that just fills up space. Some of you have been anointed for business. And this whole city is talking about you. And some of you are just starting. They haven't talked about you. But before you know it, they will be talking and writing about you. Receive it in your spirit, man. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I am anointed. Say like you believe it. Say I am anointed. Say I am a special gift to my generation. Somebody says, ah, anointing, what does that do for me? Three things and I'm done. What will the anointing do for a man or a woman? Number one, it will separate you from others. Or what you've had. The anointing will separate you from the average Ugandan. Hallelujah. There will never be a day when Uganda is crying. Once the anointing comes of you, you will never be like others crying out to government to Yambi. Never. When you are anointed, you look at the middle world and you tell them, look on us. Somebody say, Look on me! We meet needs. We solve problems. That's what the anointing does. Paul the Apostle, Romans 1 1. I had never seen a man introduce himself like this. Romans 1 1. He's writing a letter. It would be, actually, it would be offensive. For me to get my pen to write an email or text message to Apostle Grace. And say, Gerard Mwebe, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Say, but listen, why, do, why does Paul say all that? The man is affirming what he believed about himself. Lift your hands say, Father. Thank you that I am a called servant. Separated. Separate. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I go to pastors' meetings, and I hear preachers. They think they are spiritual. We, we really need to think so much about our pastors. Pastors go through so much trouble. But I, you know what I say? I say not me. Not me. Pastors are struggling financially. Not me. These days we live in the most polluted city. Everywhere pollution, cancer has become cancer. Not me. Hallelujah. The anointing, number one, will separate you. It did for the Apostle Paul. Number two, what does the anointing do? I have to finish. Number two, the anointing will make you magnetic. The anointing will make you magnetic. What does that mean? You begin to attract all good things. You know, I see Apostle Grace and I see his leadership team. I see these wonderful anointed men of God all submitted to the vision. And I'm like, Apostle Grace, how? I know how. Somebody said the anointing. I hear sisters, pastor pray for me. There are no men in Kampala. What? Mubandange pray for me. Let me tell you, try the anointing. Try the anointing. Brothers, some of you are suffering. We used to call them nines, me and us. Charlotte. during our time. I don't know what they call it now. There are some brothers, the only thing you know about from sisters, you give your proposal to a sister, she looks you from the leg, and she says, brother, you need to press some more, because you don't measure up. Let me tell you, my friends, When you become anointed, you get a problem because you don't know who to choose. Amen. I go to villages and I hear pastors, Musumba pray, that man of God, that man of God is anointed. (laughs) But he has one problem. He's broke. Listen, there is no creature like that. I have never seen an anointed broke man. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He anoints my head. My cup is empty. Never. My cup overflow. Somebody say anointing. You can never separate anointing and money. Somebody says, Shakarabazete, Lobotila Zetele. Hey, hey, hey. No. Those two are inseparable twins. Lift your hands one more time. Say from today, I shall be anointed with the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout, Hallelujah. And lastly, lastly, what will the anointing do for you? The anointing of the Holy Spirit will set you on an extraordinary course of life. Somebody say extraordinarily. Extraordinary course of life will be your portion. I don't have to say much. I don't have to tell you about Apostle Paul and his great ministry. Just look at Fanero. Look at your father, Apostle Grace, an extraordinary man. I want you all to stand up because if you don't, I will not finish. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Listen, my friends. I know that a great church like this, we welcome different people every Sunday. Maybe this is your first time to come here. Maybe you find us a little loud. The only reason we are loud, because the Bible commands us to. I'm telling you, the Bible says, make a joyful noise too. <laughs> Even when babies are born, mothers can tell you, I have four beautiful girls, I've been in the labor. When a baby is born, do you know the number one thing they check to make sure somebody did not have a steel bath? Amen? Noise. Cry. If a baby doesn't make any noise, they want them to make some noise. Hallelujah. There is full of life here. But listen, the spiritual life, the anointing and what it does is family business. Somebody say family business. What do I mean? This is reserved for sons and daughters of the living God. If you're here and you're not part of the family, it's not complicated. No. Jesus says, come as you are. Whoever will, the Bible says, let him come. Today, your life could change forever. If you're here, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You may be a good religious person. Wonderful. But let me tell you, once you receive this man, Jesus, it changes everything. We are not just acting. No. Jared, if you come in my private life, you can ask Apostle Grace. Actually, I've seen it. Most anointed men are very quiet and private. But once the anointing to minister comes upon us, we move in another realm. As a child, today you can receive something supernatural that will change your life forever. I was preaching on Friday, on Thursday. I was preaching on a crusade in Kedah. Just in the afternoon before, as I was praying, the Lord told me I was in my hotel. And the Lord says, son, you're going to preach. That that was the first day of the crusade. I wanted to go hard for miracles. The Lord says, no. He says, Jared, I changed your life 30 something years ago at the age of 17. Just by a simple prayer, you prayed with a woman, Aunt Grace. She's in Birmingham now. He says, that lady changed your life. Why? Because she led you in a simple prayer. See what I've done in your life. Today would be, could be, has to be the greatest day of your life. If you're there, even at the back, at the balcony, people seated outside. Don't worry, even if I don't see you, the Lord sees you. If you're saying, Pastor, pray for me before you leave. I want to receive Jesus. I want to welcome him in my heart. I want him to change everything in me. If that's you, put up your hand wherever you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, put up. A- Come on. Put up your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. No shame. No shame, no shame. This is what changes lives. You said Jesus changed my life today and forever. Everyone that has put up your hand, Asha, as you can help them. I want to pray with you, my friends. Just come. If you put up your hand, just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Receive Jesus. Receive Him as your Lord and Savior come on, come on, give them a hand clap as they come I saw hands in the balcony hands outside, come I want you to come people at the back we will wait, come please come sikata. Come at the back, at the balcony. If you're outside, we will wait for you, my friend. This is the game changer. I say this is the game changer. Outside, if you want to come, at the back. Never too late. My friends at the back, come. We will wait. We will wait for you, my friends. Come on, clap for them. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. (laughs) Kalabasheke teliba come on come 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 hallelujah the greatest of all miracles the greatest of all miracles me tell you friends, look at that beautiful girl, that young girl coming. After you've preached, as long as I have preached or Apostle Grace has preached, sometimes you come to a place almost of you've seen it all. I mean in terms of miracles, God healing, all sorts of miracles. But I can tell you after so many years of preaching, this miracle will always bring tears in my tears of joy. Because you know what? Only God, only God knows what is going to happen 10, 20 years from now. I think I saw, I thought, I saw, I think it was a video clip when Apostle Grace was giving his testimony, how he came to the Lord. It was some football field man. I said, imagine that preacher, I don't know who he is. Maybe that day he never knew that he had touched the life of a young man that was going to change his generation. That's exactly what is happening to you, my friends today you receive a new life. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, you're a new creature. God is not going to improve your life. No. The old goes. It's new. If a musician announces I have a new CD and I'm going to launch it at Sheraton Hotel and that musician makes a big mistake gets their old songs remixes them And launches them. I'm telling you that musician. You will find them in Luzira prison. With one eye red. Why? New means new. Some Christians think when we receive Jesus. He gets our old life. Improves it a bit. patches up. No. From today you're becoming new (laughs) creation. Lift your hands. Say father in heaven. Say father in heaven. Thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. And sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. Today, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. From today, all my sins forgiven. I am washed in the blood of Jesus. I confess With my mouth. I believe. With my heart. That Jesus. Is my Lord. And my Savior. I am born again. I am a child of God. Fill me. With your Holy Spirit. And with the power. To live. In Jesus' name. Come on saints. The Bible says. There is a party. In heaven. Give the Lord. Lift your hands one more time. Father, we rejoice with heaven. Thank you for these beautiful men and women, boys and girls, whose lives change today forever. We bless them. Father, I pray you fill them with the gift of the Holy Spirit, evidenced with the powerful gift of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Seal them for eternity. I break every demonic thing that has followed you. Every claim of evil in your life. Today, I break it in the name of Jesus. Sickness, disease and poverty. Never to be your portion. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. Thank you, Father. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Please. If you follow, if you follow that wonderful man of God. Just wave, yeah. Turn this way, turn this way, turn this way, turn this way. You are our special bagole. One, we need your names to pray for you. You need to become part of this great church. And all the help that you will ever need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.